This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag What's good Raider Nation this is keeping it 300 brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at Harry's I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones, who is smacking over there. So we're back to eating, huh? We're back to eating on this podcast? Yeah, it's, it's, it's stress eating. You know, oh, watching the Raiders, it's, it's just stress eating. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though, JJ. I didn't want to do the podcast today. I, <laughs> I did not why feel you, like talking why, about the Raiders. And what why did you tell me that right now, then? I could have easily canceled on you. No, nah, <laughs> we have a job we got to do. They had an obligation to Raider Nation. I, I would have definitely agreed with you on that one right there. <laughs> Seriously, right? Um, yeah. And I was actually just more salty because, okay, so entering the game, I was salty because the 49ers beat the Saints. So mm-hmm. I was already in a bad mood. <laughs> like, here comes all my annoying 49er fan friends, right? Yeah, mine too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Raiders, come on, man, get it done, get it done. And you know yeah. what? We had a little, a little glimmer of hope, I would say, in yeah. the first half, and then it all just unraveled. So, yeah. in a must-win, the Raiders lose to the Tennessee Titans, forty-two to forty-one, for their third straight loss, and they drop to six and seven on the season. And although you know they haven't officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Their hopes are very, very, very slim. Like, they would need a miracle to punch their ticket to the postseason, which, in my opinion, they don't deserve to be in the postseason, period. Um, The Raiders, they haven't won a game since November 17th when they barely beat the Bengals at home. And get this, James, this number's crazy. Since then, they have been outscored 116 to 33. Yeah, that's not that's not winning football right there. <laughs> it's not very good. Yesterday, though, James, they did get off to a great start, right? So mm-hmm. it was 21-21 at the half. You're like, all right, the Raiders can get this thing done. Hopefully, you know, it's going to be a shootout. It is what it is. Maybe the defense can get a turnover again in the second half, and that could be the difference. But third quarter, yeah. third quarter, Raiders offense, nothing. Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, continue to gash the Raiders' defense, right? Runs in for a touchdown. That puts Tennessee up seven. No big deal, right? All good. Still a ball game. Mm-hmm. Then early fourth quarter, Titans score again easily. So it's a 14-point game. Then you're like, all right. There's still a lot of time left, though. Offense just has to get something going and score on the next possession. Then what happens? Uh-oh. Derrick Carr finds Darren Waller. Darren Waller fumbles. Titans scoop mm-hmm. and score. Ball game. Just like that, a 21-point deficit. 
Yeah. It's over. A lot went wrong so, yesterday, James. So those those are your thoughts watching the game? Oh no, no, I got more <laughs> thoughts. I was just trying to go. I was just trying to go in order of what should happen. How there was so much hope, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah. So let's actually, yeah. you know what? Let's start with the defense, okay? Yes. Because Lord, it was ugly. Okay, mm. not ugly. It was ugly. The only positive play came. In the beginning of the game, the Titans' first possession. An exception, yes. Yeah, so Deion Jordan, so you got a guy who just came to the Raiders. Cool. Tips Tannehill's pass. Mo Hurst intercepts yeah. it, and that big, big boy was big moving. Dog. He was running. He 55 was running. yards on the return. Okay, yeah. looking Only good. thing is, is how do you not see Ryan Tannehill coming, man? Move <laughs> out the way, man. I know, that was funny. I thought that he was going to go. I was like, does he have enough juice in him? But nah, but that was a good play. But that's okay. DeAndre Washington, you know, runs it in for 14 yards Absolutely. out. Raiders get on the board for First 17 nothing. Then for the defense, it was all downhill from there. They could not stop yep. anybody. Check out these numbers, James. So as a team, Titans racked up 552 total yards. Ryan Tannehill did what he wanted to do. He, he yep. did what he wanted when he wanted. 21 of 27 for 391 yards, three touchdowns, 140.4 passer rating. Um, and here's the Really bad stat. He averaged 14.5 yards per attempt. Mm. All right. Well, let me let me say this first, Raider Nation. And I said this on the podcast last week, right, Fallon? I said the Raiders have made this season. They gave people hope this yeah. season, you yeah. know, by some some of the games that they have played. But you better believe the GM, the head coach, understands that we're a little ways out. Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to take a couple years for us to do what we want to do, and that's compete for a division title and compete for a Super Bowl. Now, they played well in spurts this season. They gave people a lot of hope. But me sitting there watching that game yesterday, the very first thing I took out of it was the Tennessee Titans right now over the last four weeks is the best team in football. That's what I took out. Over the last four weeks, the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. And Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. And A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown (laughs) and Corey Davis are the best team in football right now. And they are playing football the right way right now. You want to get hot at the right time. Yeah, right now. The Tennessee Titans are the hottest team in football right now. The Raiders ran into that. Did they come out fighting because they were at home? Like we always say, they play with energy. They play with passion. They play with their coach's mentality at home. Yeah. So they came out. They gave Tennessee the best punch they had. Tennessee settled down. And they said, listen, let's go to work. We are playing the best football right now in the National Football League. Ryan Tannehill is playing at a high level. And they proved that. And they proved that. And I said that on the podcast last week, but it was it was the uncut version because we didn't put it on here. You know, it was after we was talking, but I'm like, Tennessee is playing football at a high level. But I just want to let the Raider fans know, listen, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, a lot of the guys on the team gave us hope this year. You know what I'm saying? And yes, they got a lot of key pieces that they can build around. But this is not a team right now that's built to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs no, for a division right title mm-hmm. or compete for a Super Bowl. As much as I love the Raiders, yeah. as much as I love Derek Carr, as much as I respect Coach Gruden, they're not ready and they got to get more guys in there. And Coach Gruden and Mayock knows the guys they got to get in there. But I respect the Raiders because, man, they came out this season hey, and they put it all out there. Last, yesterday's game. 
I mean, they sold out in the first half, man. They just couldn't finish. I see what James is trying to do, guys. James is basically saying, I don't want to do a long podcast. I don't want to break down the offense uh, or the defense. I'm just going to look ahead. But guess what? We no, got, we got because there's nothing down. to break down. What well, they compete for again? Okay, now that's very true. <laughs> now, But here, this is all I want to say. So yesterday, like, even though there has been some bright spots on defense, there has been some bright spots all on season offense. Long. There has been yes. some bright spots. Yeah, all season long. Um, the last couple of weeks has just been, uh, I feel like, an indication of really where right now the Raiders are at. However, they are missing a lot of key pieces because of injuries, just like every other team, though. They're Thank dealing with a you. Lot there of we go, Fowler. Yes. Thank you. Every other team. Yes, okay. exactly. So, but what I do want to say is, so this is what's so concerning to me because when I was watching that game, it really did remind me, and no offense, James, of the 2013 and the 2014 Raiders defense where yeah. they were just giving up a crap ton of yards, a crap ton of points. Even in 2016, when the Raiders were a playoff team, the Raiders' defense wasn't very good. But Derek Carr and the offense lit up the scoreboard, right? But there's just, I mean, the big play after big play after big play, the A.J. Brown 91-yard touchdown, that almost made me vomit. Okay, he finished with 153 yards. Derek Henry. Who was that, Who was that play on? What corner was guarding A.J. Brown? Worley. I think it was Warley. He just uh, oh, Warley, okay. But anyways, that was just a terrible play. Um <laughs> And then you had Derrick Henry, which you even said, because the Raiders have been really good at stopping the run this season. But Derrick Henry is such a big beast, bro. He was just gashing them, carving them up. I, I hope the world listens to our podcast, Fallon. Listen to me. Why? There is not any team right now in the National Football League that wants to play the Titans. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm tell- I've seen this before. When you get off the butt, I've been in the Green Bay Packers locker room where we got, we were so confident, we felt so dominant, we were on a streak of winning ball games. We was fifteen and zero, or fourteen and zero. Yeah. When we got off the bus, Fallon, we felt like there's no one in this world that could beat us. If Deion Sanders walked out there on one side, if uh, Ed Reed walked out there at safety. Yeah. If Charles Woodson walked out there at the other corner, if Peyton Manning walked out there at the quarterback and Tom Brady was his backup and he, they are not going to beat us. That's just, that is how the Tennessee Titans feel right now. Yeah. And that is how they are playing right now. Yeah. There is no team that wants to play with them. And the Raiders came out and gave their <sighs> best punch. And I know you want to say the defense gave up a bunch of yards. I keep telling you, they gave us a little bit of hope. And then we expect like this is how it's supposed to be. No, actually, this is how it's supposed to be. They have a long way to go and they got to get the right players in there and they got to get some more talent in there on both sides of the ball. Okay, so not to um, (laughs) make matters worse, I do want to get some numbers. Our guy from the AP, Josh, my homie. I don't even want to hear the numbers. No, he put this out under, um, under Paul Gunther, okay? The two seasons under Paul Gunther. Here are the defensive rankings, okay, under the Raiders' defensive coordinator. So, Points per game allowed in two seasons, okay? Average 28.7 points per game allowed, 31st in the NFL, so second to last. You're not going to win too many games like that. (laughs) Yards per play allowed in the last two seasons, 6.21 yards per play, dead last in the NFL, Mm. dead last. That's not going to win too many football games. Guess what? Passer rating Mm. against the Raiders' defense, 103.3. 
31st in the NFL. That's not going to win too many football games. So so this is what I say, and, and I agree with you. I 100% agree with you about the Raiders being a couple years off. You think three years. We spoke yesterday. I think two, depending upon what they do in free agency. But for me, when it comes to this Raiders defense, obviously those numbers are alarming. But honestly, I just think it's not really fair. At some point, it is fair, then you have to criticize your defensive coordinator, right? Because they have to put their players in position to be successful and play to their strengths, et cetera, or whatever. But the Raiders just don't have the talent. And then you add all the injuries and the players that they've lost this season. At some point, you have to say, okay, it's on the coach and it's on the players. But I still feel you have to take that into consideration of the lack of talent that you have on this roster on defense, the holes that you have. And just, yeah, the players and, and all the injuries that yeah. have occurred this season and the guys that you lost, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I oh, man, I mean, I, I always hated blaming it on the coaches. Yeah. Because I, I always feel like players play. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's just that's just how I've always felt my whole career. Like, man, everybody always wants to fire this coach and fire that coach. And I always said, man. I understand, you know, yes, some coaches get fired and the other coach comes in there and it's turned around and all that type stuff. But I've never been a believer in that because players play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like we always said, different verbiage on different offenses, but in the National Football League, the plays are the same. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different verbiages and all that on defenses and all that. Coordinators may call it a little different, you know, at certain times in the game. But the defensive schemes are the same. Okay. You know, a cover two is a cover two. A cover three is a cover three. A dog blitz is a dog blitz. A cover 55 is, is, is cover 55. All around the league. You know what I'm saying? So players play the game. You know what I mean? And yes, they did battle a lot of injuries. And that's why I said, listen, they gave us hope because the young guys came in there, unnamed guys came in there, made a lot of plays for Gruden in that defense when they were doing well. But then when you really sit back and you really think about it, it's only a matter of time before teams start doing what they're doing to the Raiders offense as you just gave the, I mean, Raiders defense, as you just gave the numbers, you know what I mean? They don't have the talent out there to truly just buckle down and stop people right now, no matter what yeah. Gunther is calling, you know? So players play the game. Yes, I understand Gunther. Maybe he could do one or two things different, but defenses and offenses is the same. You just have different guys out there running these routes. You got different guys out there on the back end, different guys out there on the D line that's making plays. Wade Phillips is not doing nothing crazy special out there with the Rams. But it's a guy number 99 in the middle that causes a bunch of, bunch of problems. You know what I'm saying? And makes the defense look good. You know what I'm saying? And it's players like that around the league, and the Raiders need to get some guys in there like that. So my question to you then is, where do they go? Like, if you have, let's just say, this offseason and during free agency, pick up a premier pass rusher, which I don't even know who's going to be available this offseason. Or they draft a premier pass rusher, which I still feel they need to go receiver for one, (laughs) find a number one receiver. But let's just say they do get a premier pass rusher and maybe a shutdown corner, which, again, those are very rare to find, but just those two positions. So you get a premier pass rusher and a shutdown corner. Are they closer? Just with two guys? One, one, 100%. I think the brightest thing about the Raiders is, is we've seen them play at a high level, you know, with the guys they got now. So you have everything, everything a coach could want to build around, you got. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you John, have, and not to mention Jonathan Abram is going to come yeah, back. Yeah, you have Jonathan Abram, a big time safety that's going to come down and play at a high level. You know what I'm saying? You get some more D linemen in there to go with all the. You got a very good core of young linemen right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you get one or two more guys to go with them. Your D line is set. You get a big time linebacker. You're not, but I want to start on the offensive end. You have Tyrell Williams. You have Derek Carr. You have Josh Jacobs. Okay. Some people might not think Tyrell Williams is a number one. I don't. But he's he's a great number two. Okay, yeah. All I'll right. Give you that. However, you want to think about it. So on offense, if you can go out there and get an explosive number one receiver, yeah, that could go on the other side of Tyrell Williams, and you have two very good tight ends, you have a big time offensive line, you have a very good running back in the backfield. You got three very good running backs. You know what I'm saying? Your offense just took a next step with a big-time pass catcher on the outside. Yesterday now, you said that they're three years away, though. If they do that, how far I only off? Said I only said they're three years away because of Kansas City Chiefs. Because I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and the way Andy Reid keeps adjusting that roster, all the talent that they already have on that roster, and I believe they don't got to pay Patrick Mahomes for one or two more years so he could build up on that defensive end, the Chiefs are going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said the Raiders three years out because you by the time that third year comes, like so basically two years. They could years, play for a wild card, I feel, in a year absolutely. or two. Absolutely. Yeah. Two years to 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 get some players in there. And then that third year, that is the year that I feel like the Raiders should take off. You know what I mean? Gruden should have all the guys that he wants. You know what I mean? All the guys that he wanted to get in free agency, all the guys he wanted to draft him in Mayock, they should have in two years. Yeah. And that third year, this team should be should be taken off and competing for a Super Bowl. Three years seems just so far away. And I know fans, you know, they want results right now. But I think if you tell Raider Nation in three years you'll be competing for a Super Bowl, I think they will take it. If they get the pieces this offseason, they can definitely – make the playoffs, you know, go in as a wild card, maybe win a game or two. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm with you on that. Um, competing for a Super Bowl is definitely a few years away. All right, so with that, it is a perfect time to take a quick break. So stay where you are. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, I cannot believe Christmas is just a couple weeks away. And, of course, another year passes. I always tell myself, oh, I'm going to do Christmas shopping early, and then I don't. I have done absolutely zero Christmas shopping. If you're like me and you're looking to buy a gift for the man in your life or the men in your life, like a cousin or a brother, then look no further. Harry's is the perfect gift. You know, usually guys get gifts like socks, wallets, and ties. But Harry's is a gift that is both thoughtful and very, very practical. Holiday sets start at just $20. That is totally within secret Santa limits, right? And your gift gives back. Yeah, 1% of each sale will be donated to a charitable organization. So you really can't beat that, guys. You can give a gift and also give back at the same time. Pretty awesome. As a special offer for fans of Keeping It 300, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave kit, including their limited edition holiday sets. All you have to do is go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you will get free shipping. The thing is, it ends December 16th, so you have to act fast. 
Each Harry shaving set comes with a weighted handle with an option to engrave, which is pretty cool, five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and it's packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends December 16th, so you have to act now. Act fast. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Again, that's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash bluewire. All right, we are back. So let's discuss the Raiders' offense from yesterday. Um, So they found the end zone on three of four first-half drops. Okay, Carr, he actually had a really, really, really good first half. Uh, 12 of 15 for 150 yards, two touchdowns, and 147.9 passer rating. And then the second half, again, they got shut out. You know, drive stalled, and that Darren Waller fumbled. Everything was kind of downhill from there. But there was a play... Uh, the fourth and goal from the two play. Did you turn your TV off or are you still watching? Oh, man. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching. Okay, so that kind of added insult to injury and a lot of fans were pissed off. That Derek Carr, he couldn't find nothing, so he threw it away. I thought Derek Carr should have tried to run it because he did have somewhat of an open lane to the left. I know there was a linebacker there at the goal line that probably would have smacked him. So obviously, you know, Derek Carr probably didn't want to get hurt and he might not have scored the touchdown, but at least, you know, give your team a chance to do something. Yeah. Um, And then maybe just try to throw it to a receiver and give them a chance, you know, throw a jump ball up to Waller. I don't know. (laughs) Clearly nobody was open. So he decided, uh, all right, no one's open. I'm throwing the ball away. What did you think about Carr's decision right there, James? What down was it? It was fourth and goal from the two, James. Mm-hmm. All right. So my guy, Derek Carr, knows. What does he know? <laughs> In that huddle. Yeah. All right. It's fourth and goal now. Okay. In that huddle. Do not throw this ball away. You give somebody an opportunity to make a play. All right. And he knows that. And I'm sure if he could go back and play the situation in his head, he run, try to sell out, dive over Dude, somebody. Dude, he had like 12 throw- seconds, though. He was like scanning the field. He had 12 seconds. That's why I said he should have just know, took off. I know, because they dropped a bunch of people in cover. Yeah. But at one point, you got to drop back and you just got to give your guy a chance. Because at the end of the day, you're turning the ball over anyway. Exactly. And I, and I understand the mindset of a quarterback because quarterbacks hate turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? So I understand the mindset of the quarterback like, dang, man, we already getting beat up. You know, the Boo Birds is already out. If I throw another interception, the Boo Birds coming even more. We are. We looking worse. So, you know, throw it away, you know. But at the end of the day, it's fourth down and two. D.C. knows, you know, throw the ball up, you know. And maybe they need to call me back because if I was in a huddle with D.C., I'd say, bro. Here you go. go, (laughs) I'd say, bro, bro. Yeah. Throw this ball over here to me. And let me try to make a play, period. I might not make it. It might get incomplete. Who knows? But you got to give your receiver, our tight ends, our running backs a chance to make a play. And in, in, in that, in that, yeah, oh that, that, I mean, that was tough. Oh I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I was not surprised at all that the Raiders got booed after that. But yeah. as a player, what do you think and how do you think it feels to get booed by your own fans at home? Well, to be honest with you, I hate it when it happens. You know what I'm saying? And I I hate that the fans would even do that because the fans don't 
they think they understand, but yeah. they don't understand how much time and work we put into this game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you thought we wanted to come out here and lose by 21, it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Something is wrong with you. Yeah. So I always feel as a fan, it's disrespectful mm-hmm. that you boo. Just like yesterday watching the Sunday night game, you boo the day Patriots. Tom Brady done. Tom Brady done took you today seven Super Bowls. You spoiled. You spoiled. Exactly. Just because they go. Just because they going through a bad stretch. You going. You gonna sit there and boo. I hate fans. Man. After after all that Tom and and mm-hmm. Belichick and these and these players has have given you to cheer for. You going to boo? So I always felt like, man, as a fan, sometimes I be sitting down there and they start booing. I look back and try to catch eye contact with some of the fans. Right? Like, is y'all serious? Yeah. Like, that, that's that's disrespectful, I man. Agree. Like, we, try, we train, we grind. It's hours and hours that we put into this game, and we come out here to win ball games. We're the most competitive people in the world. You think we want to come out here and lose? Exactly. You think we want to come out here and fumble and throw picks and miss tackles? Come on. No. So I always felt it was disrespectful. I don't care what I don't care if we losing by 80. You should be out there clapping like we're gonna exactly. get them next week or we're gonna get them on the next drive. Man, we we work too hard for this game, man. Nobody wants to go out there and lose. I could go on and on and on about this family. Yeah. We could have a, I know. A I'm like, God. 24-hour podcast, but I just feel it's disrespect in any stadium to boot. Well, boot of course, it. but here's the thing. So fans, they just feel like they they feel entitled because they pay a couple hundred dollars or whatever plus, you know, for each ticket. Then you have food, travel, etc. right? So they feel entitled to do whatever the heck they want to do, especially if their team is losing because they feel that they earned it, right? At the same time, you're like, like me as a fan, me watching the game, I'm texting you like, oh, we suck, we suck. And I'm yelling at the TV, but I'm just disappointed. I'm not going to sit up there and be like, boo, boo, get off the field. Like that is so ridiculous I actually think it's embarrassing you know for the fans because you make your team look bad you have the Tennessee Titans over here laughing because the hometown team is getting booed you know what I mean the players that they're playing against are getting booed by their hometown team by their home crowd that is embarrassing in my opinion as a fan I would be embarrassed to hear other fans uh boo my home team literally at their home stadium I just think it's freaking ridiculous and it's uncalled for um but you know you add alcohol and everything into that and whatever so it is what it is they're passionate I get it I'm not too mad but at the same time you know to have another team basically being embarrassed at home. And then you had the Tennessee Titans laughing at y'all like, yeah, y'all getting booed. Yep, we we being that ASS, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing that like kind of frustrates me. And, and to be honest with you, what fans don't understand too, and it's crazy you brought that up because the Tennessee Titans over there smile. Whenever we hear on the road, uh, the, st- the stadium start booing their team, we look at each other and be like, let's go. You're adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, yeah. The, the opposing team, like I've been in there with the Packers, been in there with the Raiders. We beating up on somebody, and the fans start booing. We look at each other, and we like, let's go. Because if we score one more time, it's over. they really, they really gonna start booing, mm, and okay. we really gonna take this stadium over, and they really gonna be deflated over there, and we gonna really kill them boys yeah. on this field. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the fans don't know. We we like hearing the boo, especially the opposing team. You know what I'm saying? I know. I totally understand. And so basically, yeah, the Raiders, you're not doing yourself. Raider fans, you weren't doing yourself any favors by booing. Actually, you were hurting the team. Um, but anyway, so I want to talk about the Raiders receivers, James, you know, or lack thereof. <laughs> because you take away Rico Gafford's 49-year touchdown catch, and there wasn't much going on yesterday for the Raiders receivers. Um, DeAndre Washington actually had 
had like 40-something yards receiving. Um, Darren Waller is your best pass catcher. He had 73 yards. And then, you know, that costly fumble, obviously, that was the nail in the coffin. But when you look at this roster and the wide receiver depth chart right now, you're missing Hunter Renfro, which is obviously hurting. Tyrell Williams, just three catches, 35 yards. You're supposed to be the Raiders' number one receiver. Where have you been? Where have you been the last month? I honestly think some of it has to do with the trust between him and Derek Carr. I feel like some of that trust has been lost from a lot of his drop passes. So does that happen as a receiver when your quarterback loses trust in you because you're dropping balls? And the the thing that's hurting the Raiders is he was building that trust with Hunter Renfro. He was building that trust with Hunter Renfro. They started building chemistry. And then all of a sudden, Hunter Renfro's out. So... As a receiver, do you think that is what happened to Tyrell Williams? Is he has fallen out of Carr's favor? I mean, what do you think is going on here? I don't me me knowing Derek Carr, uh, I don't feel like he's lost trust in the Tyrell Williams. Like just just me knowing him playing with him, because I've I mean he's just an unbelievable dude when it comes to that stuff. You know, he's always like, do everybody makes mistakes? I'm gonna miss a throw. Everybody's gonna drop balls. You know what I mean? Like Donald Driver told me when I first got the Green Bay as a rookie, he said, JJ, you see me drop that ball? He said, stay around long enough. You see me drop another one. <laughs> yeah. It just happens like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think Derek Carr has lost confidence in him. I just think the chemistry with him and Darren Waller is unbelievable. So when he drops back. That's who he's like, where's my guy? You know what I'm but saying? But you have to have then, more than Darren Waller to do. go to. You, you do. But once Darren Waller's not open, okay, and I get off him, you know what I mean? I might peek at Tyrell. If he ain't one, then I check it down. But if he's one, you know what I mean? Then, I, then I'll get him the ball. And that's what equals three catches, you know, for 36 yards. But if he comes back and drops back and looks at Tyrell now and, like, I'm going to give him a chance no matter what, then he might have eight, nine catches for for a hundred yards, but I just think the chemistry with him and Darren Waller and and he, what's the other tight end's name? Foster Moreau, who by the way, James John Gruden said he's done for the year. He's out for the year with the season ending knee injury that he suffered yesterday. So that's rough. Ah, more injuries, more injuries, more injuries. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Foster Moreau. I just think the chemistry with him and the tight ends, man, is is who he's looking for right now because they they making plays in the making plays in the offense. So I don't think he's lost trust in them. But what I do think is the Raiders need a true number, number one receiver, one receiver yeah. on the other side. And Tyrell Williams is a very, very, very good receiver. But if you put him on number two corners and you get another guy that could really go then the Raiders' offense will take off. Now, what I thought was actually interesting, I didn't believe it. I heard it on the broadcast. They said Derek Carr has not had a 300-yard passing game this season. And I said, really? So then I went back and I looked, and it's true. But I think a lot of that has to do with them being really balanced on offense with a great running game. So my question to you is, is that the case? Or, you know, is it that the fact that the Raiders just don't have the wide receiver talent right now? Um, how much of it is on Derek Carr? And again, how much of it is just the balance that they have now on offense with the really great running back in Josh Jacobs? I believe it's because of the running game. Yeah, the balance. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I've been, I've been telling you telling you all season long, the best thing about the Raiders is they know exactly who they are. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they were going on that win streak. They know exactly who they are. Let's run the ball. Let's keep our defense off the field. Third down and short. Let's get into manageable third down and let's make a play in the pass game and, and move the stick. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's why, you know, yeah. just because they're so balanced running the ball, Josh Jacobs having a heck of a year. You know what I mean? But 
you know, still with a with a guy that has special talent like Derek Carr, it does let me know that they they really lack in that big time threat. Okay, so Josh Jacobs, <laughs> he didn't play yesterday, which was obviously a huge blow. Um, a lot of people um, weren't surprised by it because. It's so crazy. When we recorded our podcast, like an hour later, it came out that Josh Jacobs has been playing with a fractured shoulder for weeks. So in my opinion, he deserved a huge pass for missing this game. However, he didn't want to miss the game. He just wanted to get a painkiller shot like usual in his shoulder. But Gruden shut him down. And apparently he was in tears because he wanted to play. Um, In my opinion, this was the right decision, James, because you got to protect your franchise running back. You don't want him to do any more damage. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. The only reason why the story leaked is because Josh Jacobs leaked the story. It was on his Snapchat. He said that he's been playing with a fractured shoulder for weeks, right? So I think the Raiders were like, uh, that wasn't supposed to be public. And now that it's public, we have to pretend that we're handling this situation correctly, handling this injury correctly, because... If the story didn't leak, in my opinion, I bet Josh Jacobs would have played. With the biggest game of the season, the playoffs on the line, I think Josh Jacobs would have played. Now, would he have made a difference? Probably not because he doesn't play defense, okay? Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, you know, um, aren't trying to look bad or be sued or whatever for malpractice. Or they, they were just trying to protect themselves, don't you think? I don't think it was that they were trying to protect Josh Jacobs. No, I, I think it was a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think the, I think the Raiders is thinking like we're thinking, you know, well, at least me. You say two years out, I say the third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least at least I feel like they're thinking like us, like, OK, listen, you know what I mean? There's no need to keep putting our young guy out here. You know what I mean? And we mess around and he hurts it worse. And it's nagging. I mean, it's nagging him, you know, over his career or even next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, we understand that this dude right here is a keystone in our franchise, you know, in our rebuilding process, you know what I mean, to make plays. So, look, hey, stop shooting that thing up. All right, let's let that thing rest for a little bit. If you feel good next week and you can play without this shot and it's, you know, it's healing or whatever, then let's do that. But we're not going to keep shooting it up. We don't want you to make it worse. You know what I'm saying? We'll go out here. We got two other running backs that are behind you that could, that could play. You know what I'm saying? And we don't want you to get hurt because we want to have you next year when we open this thing up as well. We don't want you coming into training camp, battling this shoulder, or you can't hit, can't fully participate, and things like that. So I, I believe they did the right thing. Yeah, sometimes you put it out there, teams is like, dang, the world knows he's hurt now and all that. But I don't think that really even played a factor. I, I think because this is the biggest game of the year, James. If they win this game, they're still in the thick of things for a playoff run. I understand you, but so this was the biggest that, game of the year. So you need your number one running back. I know, back. but with all that, with all that being said, you don't want to hurt one of the dudes that's key in your franchise for years to come. Well, that's that's true, but I don't think the you Raiders were thinking saying? that way. I think the Raiders for were years thinking to come. he leaked it. Crap! Everybody knows. Okay, we can't look bad. Nope. He everybody he everybody gets shots. That's that's not that's not. I a know, surprise. but does everybody play with a fractured shoulder? I'm saying a everybody might not play with a fractured shoulder, but people have played with worse. And you shoot that th- and you shoot that thing up and you go out there and play. Some people done fractured the dang shoulder in the dang first quarter, go in the locker room, he come trotting back out there on the shot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's part of it. So it's not like Josh Jacobs was the first one ever to get a yeah. shot, you know what I'm saying, and shoot that thing up and go play. Like it happens. So I don't think that was the case. I just think it was like, okay, listen, he's been playing with this thing for so long, it's not getting better. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's get him some rest and we don't want to mess around and mess him up for his career long term. So let's hey, you know what I mean? We done shot it up for five weeks or four weeks, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And we coming back and it's the same. You know what I mean? So yeah. let's let this thing rest. Let's not keep shooting this man up and let him go out there. But, you know, because we need him for the, hey, for the long term. Well, DeAndre Washington, he had a great game, 53 yards on the ground. He had another 43 through the air. And Jalen Rashard chipped in 28 yards. Um, and I actually have a lot of confidence in those two guys. You know, they, they were part of the key – uh, pieces to the 2016 uh, playoff Raiders. So um, if he can't go, Josh Jacobs, you know, his his status for the rest of the season is in question. Gruden said that after the game. I would actually shut him down now the rest of the season, in my opinion. I think he'll still win, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he's already done enough for that. And, again, I have confidence in those two guys. I think they could still beat the Jaguars, Jaguars next week uh, without um, Josh Jacobs. But I did want to mention, just roll off real quick, who the Raiders have lost and been playing without um, since the season started. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because I was just thinking, and I, I'm probably missing some people, but on offense, they lost Antonio Brown, Dwayne Harris, J.J. Nelson, Ryan Grant, Trevor Davis were all cut. Hunter Renfro, Trent Brown, Josh Jacobs are all injured. Defense, Jonathan Abram, Vontez Burfick, Carl Joseph, Arden Key. Everybody's going through injuries, as we mentioned earlier. Ooh. But yeah, that's the name of the game. But, Man. but, but, but this is some, this is like adversity aside from injuries. You had that Vontez Burfick suspension for the rest of the year. Yes. You had that Antonio Brown drama that really yeah. did put a damper on the season, especially offensively yeah. entering the season. And I think for the most part, the Raiders handled it well. Honestly. Absolutely. I'm telling you, man, I, there's, man, I'm, I, I can't be more proud. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I was at the Titans game, I would have been one of the players, I mean, fans up there standing clapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because walking into that stadium, you thought the Raiders was going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you thought the Raiders got a chance to win. And that's a credit to the coaching staff, a credit to the players from what the, with the product that they put on the field this week. I mean, this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, every game they went into, we're looking at it like, man, the Raiders have a chance. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And coming into this season, a lot of people, after all that just happened, at losing A.B., the start of the, everybody probably wouldn't think they would have even been in this position to be competing for a playoff spot, a wild card spot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm extremely proud, proud of the Raiders, man. They got so many key pieces that they could build around, man. The future is bright, and they yep. are going to be competing for a Super Bowl and a division title very soon. Facts on facts. Uh, right now, you know, they are technically in the ninth seed um, in the 16 playoff, obviously. Uh, ahead of them, they have the nine and four Bills, the eight and five Steelers, and now the eight and five Titans, which is why yesterday's game was so freaking huge. Uh, yeah. The Raiders, Browns, and Colts all sit at six and seven. Um, basically, they would need a disaster ahead of them and all this other help. A miracle, okay? Um, but period, point blank, period. Bottom line is the Raiders don't deserve to be in the playoffs right now, and that is okay. As James mentioned, the future is bright. They have a lot of young talent to develop and build around. So we are going to discuss uh, and wrap up with what's next. So up next, the Raiders host the 4-9 Jaguars. Both teams getting blown out recently. Jaguars lost to the Chargers by 35 points yesterday for their fifth straight lopsided loss. It's been rough for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've been struggling this season. Nick Foles, you got the question around him. You know, did they make a mistake signing him? Uh, Gardner Minshew is now the future. At least that's what it looks like. So Gardner Minshew will be playing uh, this week. And then, you know, at running back, you have Leonard Fournette, who is 
a beast. And after seeing what Derrick Henry did to the Raiders defense yesterday, I feel like Fournette may have his way with this Raiders defense. We'll see. Uh, now, I was worried about DJ Chark. But I don't think he's going to play this weekend. He got injured. He injured his ankle in the fourth quarter yesterday. And he he was actually seen in the locker room after the game with the walking boot on his left foot. And he was using a scooter. So he probably won't play. So I think that the Raiders are going to have a good chance to win. (laughs) A great chance to win. They should destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that's the operative word, should. So what do you think about this matchup? Final game at the Coliseum. Final game in Oakland against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I think the Raiders should dominate. Especially especially the last game in the Coliseum, man. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of stuff going on. The energy is going to be absolutely ridiculous in there. You know, so, I mean, I really don't see the Jaguars having a chance in this game. I think the Raiders come out. They stop the run. They force Gardner Minshew to beat them. You know, and I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to be able to do it. Uh, I think the Raiders defense will get some turnovers. Derek Carr will come out and play well his last game in the Coliseum. But I don't see the Jags even, even coming close in this game, man. Especially, they are deflated down there. This is rebuild for them, too. They thought they had a quarterback and Nick Foles. He came in there, didn't play well. You lose your best defensive player there in Jalen Ramsey. You trade him. You know, you basically rebuilding over there, too. Gardner Minshew is the guy now. He's your franchise guy now. And this season is not it for you. Hey, the Raiders will win this game big. I ain't going to let you get in, Fallon. They will win yeah. this game big. Uh, Raiders <laughs> will win this game probably by 28 points at home and send the Coliseum off on their farewell. Very proud. Very happy. The fans will be standing up, clapping because they better not boo the last game in the Dane Coliseum. Raiders win big, big, big. If I were the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would actually start Nick Foles. And here's why, James. I don't know if you remember. No. I remember when he was there through 17 touchdowns. No, seven, seven, actually, to be exact. I know, I know. When he was with the Eagles, I'm like, you never know. Might bring back a spark, but no. um, That's that's not the same Nick Foles. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, But again, you know, Sunday will be the final game in Oakland, the final game of the Coliseum. And I might need to go get to that one, I know, thinking about that, it makes me sad, man. They're about to move to Las Vegas. It hurts me even saying that. This is kind of why I was very sad that they lost yesterday because I was hoping they would win. You know, so the Raiders would still be in the thick of things. Fans would be excited for a playoff push. It would be ridiculous, electric atmosphere, et cetera. Hey, listen. Insti- listen. What, James? One week changes everything. Yeah, but it ain't going to change the outcome of the I, year. You don't know. Everything could happen that the Raiders needed to happen no, this next week. That's like, and, and they could possibly win, and we could be coming on this podcast like, oh my goodness, if the Raiders win, they are Derek, right. Derek one, Carr uh, is a man of God. You know, he may have God on his side, may have a miracle. Going into the last <laughs> game of the season, if this happens and that happens, they could get in. You never yeah. know. I don't know all the scenarios, but you never know. No, they need so many people to lose out, and they need to win out, but they they need a lot of help, dude. They're in the but ninth you know, seed. Right now. But you know what you do as a Raider? What? What do you do? Control what you could control. Well, they should have done that yesterday and, and the week and before. That's get, and that's get out of this slump and find a way, whatever you got to do, to get a W. Well, Sunday will signify the end in Oakland. 
Okay. Oh, man. The I'm glad Elton, I got to, Oakland. Glad I got to be a Raider man and play in the Coliseum. And man. It, it makes me even more sad thinking about, honestly, you know this, my grandfather was the head superintendent in the 60s oh, on the uh, Oakland Coliseum. This is the uh, final game. Uh, well, you better you better fly out to Oakland, man, and get you a piece of grass or something out there, I man. I gotta have somebody save me a man. seat or something. Yeah, like, get a yeah. Seat. Grandpa did that, man. So you gotta hey, take a piece of grass and a piece of dirt, put it all in one, one little thing, man. So Raider fans, make sure you show up. Yes, like uh, James said, do not boo. I do not want to hear any boo birds. I don't give a crap about the outcome. This is the end of an era. Okay, you got to soak it all in, take it all in. Cry it out if you need to. Enjoy the moment. Here's the thing, James. If they went out, think about it. I don't care about the playoffs, okay? Screw Nine the playoffs. Seven. Nine, Nine and seven. seven. You just finished four and 12 last year. That is huge, man. You're telling me that you're not going to take that? I would take that any day. Absolutely. And who would have came into the season? Well, with A.B. and all the things they had before injuries, I would have said, yeah. I was on the hype train. I was on the hype train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even I'm saying, I mean, as everybody was, you know, so I mean, with all that being said, if they would have had that, I would have said, yeah, they possibly win 11 games with AB in the building. You know what I mean? But without AB, with all the injuries you've had, the suspensions you had, and you still got a chance to win nine games. That's definitely big time. But I will say this final thing. Raiders will wrap up the season, right, on the road, two games on the road against the 5-8 and eight Chargers and the 5-8 and eight Broncos. Those aren't going to be easy wins because oh, they're divisional busy. games. But then, whew, what did I say before the season began, okay, about the quarterback, rookie quarterback Drew Locke? The Broncos actually have new life because of the rookie quarterback from Mizzou, Drew Locke, the last yeah. two weeks. I said, watch out for him because he's going to be good, a heck of a player. He dropped... Three touchdowns. He yeah. had 300 yards and three touchdowns and shocked the Houston Texans yesterday. Yeah, Houston made Drew Locke look like he should be in the Hall of Fame right now. Seriously. Lord have mercy. So that's not going to be hey, an easy credit, task. Credit to Drew Locke, man. All you've been hearing about out of that Broncos camp is this kid right here, the swag that he brings, the energy that he brings. Like, this kid is different. That's all the players been saying out, out of Denver. And everybody over here sitting looking like, ah, oh, shut up, trying to pump your dude up. And he came out there. He showed the swag. He showed the arm. I mean, one throw he made down the sideline, man, he slid out in the pocket. Michael Jordan fade away. A whole shot throw in between the safety and the corner, which is one of the hardest throws to throw in football. And he dropped that thing in there like – it was easy money. Like, I've been doing this, fellas. That is exactly you know? why I said it is not going to be an easy task for the uh, Raiders. Oh, you just said it because he went to Mizzou. No, no, no. I actually <laughs> said, no, I'm just saying it's not going to be an easy task for the Raiders because of what Drew Locke oh, has yeah. done. And I said back in April that they're going to get yeah. a heck of a player because yeah, I've seen him in person. To, just because he went to Mizzou. No, because ah, I also knew ah, the quarterback coach. Don't listen to ah, her. She's not keeping the tree high. Whatever. Okay, fine. Part of it is because he went to Mizzou. But anyways, I don't coach. We don't, my husband doesn't coach football, so I really shouldn't care at all. Oh, Anyways, man, you, lo- you loyal to the soil, man. Your husband coach at Mizzou, you root well, for everybody. Well, guess what? Our head coach, football coach, should. just got our head football coach just got fired. So, like oh, half man. of my friends, all the wives are gone. Yeah. So I don't even want to talk he, about it. It's been a rough week he, for me. He knew Drew Lock back. Yeah, for real, they did. Well, no, they had Kelly Bryant, but he was injured. Oh, drama. Anyways, um, but that is exactly why I said 
uh, their final game, uh, you know, at Denver in the elevation, it's not going to be an easy task for the Raiders. But like, oh. like I said, if they can win out, have nine wins, I think Raider fans should be happy. Stop calling for Derek Carr's job. I, I bet that they thought we were going to crush Derek Carr on this podcast, which you obviously know we're not going to do. We will keep it 300. Fans yesterday... Same thing as the week before. We need a new quarterback going into Las Vegas. Go get one, then, and watch yeah, what happens. Too. Exactly. Go get Go one. Get and watch one. what happens. Go get one. Yeah. Look at this quarterback carousel everybody's been on. And you trying to give away one of the good ones? It's just stupid. He needs a middle of the pack defense. Okay. Just stupid. He has never had a great defense his whole entire career with the Raiders, so that hasn't helped. And also, when he did have weapons, he was successful. This year. Sorry, they don't have the weapons minus Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Okay, there's a lot of factors that have gone into the the tough year for the Raiders right now. But Derek Carr is not the reason that the Raiders are 6-7. and seven. I'm sorry. He's part of the reason, but he's not the reason. You do not need a new franchise quarterback. Y'all need to pump the brakes. Anyway, I'm done with that. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. Hopefully, we will be talking about a Raiders win next week because this is getting very depressing week after week talking about a Raiders loss. Till next time. For James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.